It's been said that myths and legends all have a grain of truth. In many cases, these truths are just as interesting as the legends themselves. In this episode, we will explore the possible truth behind one of Disney's most beloved fairy tales, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I'm going to be honest here. I was never a huge fan of Snow White. When I was really young, the scene in the forest with the trees terrified me. When I got older, I was just bored. But there are plenty of people that love this movie, something that's proven by the fact that it's still considered to be one of the top grossing movies in North America, with the amount adjusted for inflation, of course. It was released in 1937, after all. In the Disney version of Snow White, a princess is born that has skin so fair and pure that the queen names her after Snow. The queen dies because that seems to be a reoccurring theme in these movies, and the king remarries. The woman the king marries is just a horrible person, and one of her biggest sins is extreme vanity. She would routinely stand in front of her magic mirror and ask who the fairest woman in the land is. You know, the whole mirror, mirror on the wall thing. The mirror always replied that the queen was the fairest of them all. Well, until it didn't. When the mirror replied that Snow White was the fairest of them all, the queen became enraged. She ordered a huntsman to take Snow White into a forest and kill her. He was then to bring back the princess's heart and prove to the queen that she was dead. Instead, the huntsman let Snow White go and she ran off into the forest. She eventually comes upon a cottage owned by seven dwarves named Doc, Happy, Grumpy, Sleepy, Bashful, Sneezy, and Doby. The princess cleans the cottage and falls asleep in one of the beds, which is where the dwarves end up finding her. They end up letting her stay at the cottage as long as she takes care of the household while they're working in the mine close by. While Snow White is playing maid, the queen asks the mirror once again who the fairest in the land is. Obviously, she expects the answer to be herself now that Snow White is dead. Imagine her surprise at the answer she gets. Completely furious, the queen creates this poisoned apple that will put the person who eats it into an eternal sleep. Well, an eternal sleep as long as the spell isn't broken. And what do you know, the spell can be broken by love's first kiss. Anyway, the queen disguises herself as a hag and finds her way to Snow White's side. She tricks the princess into eating the apple and the girl falls into an enchanted sleep. The animals in the forest, who had become friends of Snow White, hurry to the dwarves and lead them back to the cottage. They happen to see the queen leaving and they chase after her. They trap her on a cliff and she ends up falling to her death. When they return to the cottage, they place Snow White into a glass coffin and then they keep watch over her, along with the animals that Snow White had befriended. A year later, a prince that had previously fallen in love with the princess finds the clearing. We're not even going to go into the fact that the prince fell in love with a girl he had met after a quick meeting. Anyway, the prince is upset that Snow White has apparently died, and he leans over to give her a kiss. This ends up breaking the spell, and this prince takes Snow White away to his castle, a perfectly happy ever after. I'm sure most listeners are aware that 
the Disney versions of fairy tales are extremely toned down from the original versions. The story of Snow White has gone through many changes. The first version that the Grimm brothers wrote in 1812 didn't even have a stepmother. That's right. She wasn't there. It was the biological mother that wanted her daughter dead. How much scarier is that? Her mother wanted her dead because she's jealous of her daughter's beauty. So Snow's mother tells the huntsman to bring her daughter to a remote spot and stab her to death. After the princess is dead, the huntsman was supposed to bring the queen the princess's lungs and liver, not her heart. And no, she didn't want to keep them in a box. In this version, the queen boils them in salt and eats them. Horrifying is a good way to describe that. But, of course, the huntsman doesn't kill Snow. He lets her go, and she ends up at the cottage with the dwarves. Now, the dwarves are a little different from the ones that we've grown to know. A study in 2006 shows that 77% of Americans can name all the dwarves. But, in the Grimm Brothers version, the dwarves don't have names. Nor do they have personalities. They're just there. So the story says that the queen realizes Snow White is alive and she tracks her down. She visits Snow not once, but three separate times. Each time she leaves thinking that Snow is dead. On the last time, the queen brings the poisoned apple. Sort of. You see, only half of the apple is poisoned. This is because the queen takes a bite of the unpoisoned side to prove to Snow that the apple is safe. When the princess sees that this woman is eating the apple and she doesn't have any side effects, she takes a bite of the other side. And she dies. Yeah. Dies. No sleeping. She's dead. The dwarves find her body and they place her in the glass coffin. Many years later, a prince stumbles upon her body and he falls in love with her on sight. Which is even more disturbing than the Disney's version. So the prince falls in love with her and he tries to buy her from the dwarves. They refuse. He then tells them that he would die if he can't see her every day. Which makes the whole thing even more alarming. He gets Snow's body from the dwarves and has Snow brought to the castle. Are you ready for even more weirdness? The prince has his servants follow him with the coffin from room to room throughout the castle. He did say he wanted to see her every day, so I guess that's one way of going about it. Eventually, one of the servants gets tired of hauling this glass coffin around the castle, and he opens the coffin and slaps the dead girl across the face. Apparently, he slapped her so hard that the poisoned apple, which had been lodged in her throat, dislodges, and she wakes up. She and the prince marry, and they invite Snow's mother to the wedding. The queen is absolutely horrified to find that Snow White is the person that this prince is marrying. She's even more horrified when she finds out what they have planned for her. The queen is forced to put on iron slippers that have been heated over a fire, and then she's told to dance until she's dead. That's one punishment for you. I, I don't have anything to say to that. 
1857 version of Snow White by the Grimm brothers has a few differences from the 1812 version. In this version, the stepmother appears and Snow's biological mother is dead. The stepmother is the one that asks for Snow's lungs and liver, which she does eat. The biggest difference in this version is the ending. Snow still eats the poisoned apple, she still dies, and she's still placed in the coffin. The prince still claims that he can't live without her, and he takes her body to the castle. Well, he tries to anyway. You see, in this version, the servant drops the casket on the way to the castle, and when Snow's body hits the ground, it dislodges the apple from her throat and she wakes up. Still no magical kiss. At least this time, she didn't get slapped. But the iron slippers are still present. And the stepmother is the one that dances her way to death. So that's still there. You're probably thinking, what's the point of this? It's just a story, right? It's not like it's based on anything. But that might not be true. There's actually two women that are thought to be the inspiration for Snow White. Margarita von Waldeck and Maria Sophia Margarita Katharina von Erthel. Both of these women are thought to be connected to the story in some way. Let's start with Margarita von Waldeck. Margarita was a beautiful German girl from a small mining town in the mid-1500s. Small children worked in the mines, so it's thought that the dwarves might have actually been children that worked there. Apparently, many of the children that worked in the mines were referred to as dwarves because of their height stemmed from poor nutrition and the work that they were forced to do. It's believed that Marthritha had trouble with her father's new wife, sound familiar, and she was forced to move out of town at the age of 17. After she arrived in Brussels court, her beauty attracted Prince Philip II of Spain, and the two became lovers. Unfortunately, Prince Philip's father disapproved of Margarita and ordered Spanish agents to get rid of her. It is also rumored that Margarita's stepmother, the entire reason she was in Brussels in the first place, was furious that her stepdaughter was having relations with a future king. Margarita died at the age of 21 due to a mysterious illness, and many people believe that she died due to poisoning. There's another connection to Margarita in the story of Snow White. In Margarita's hometown, a man was arrested for giving poisoned apples to children. Apparently, he gave these apples out to children that he believed had stolen from him. The second possibility is Maria Sophia Margarita Katharina von Erthel. Talk about a name. Maria was a German princess in the 18th century. After his wife's death, Prince Philip, Maria's father, went on to marry Claudia Elizabeth Maria von Wenigen. They lived in a castle, which is now a museum, and it is said that Claudia did not like her stepchildren. Claudia is also said to have had a talking mirror that was gifted to her by her husband. The mirror, which is now part of the museum, talked because of acoustic manipulation. Basically, the speaker would talk to the mirror and the sound would echo back at them, which gave an illusion of the mirror speaking. Beyond the magic mirror, there's a possibility that the dwarves are also connected to Maria. There's a mining town just west of where Maria grew up, and this town is set among seven mountains, and it had tunnels in it that were only accessed by very short miners. There's also a connection of poison. 
While not a poisoned apple, there's an abundance of nightshade in the area. We may never know who the true inspiration for Snow White was, but it's obvious that there are many parallels between the lives of these two women and the story we've all come to know. So what is the truth? Will we ever know? Or is the story we know actually the truth, just mixed with fantasy and other creative elements? Does anyone else think that these women could possibly be the inspiration for Snow White? Are there any other fairy tales, myths, or legend you want me to look into? Let me know at legendarytruths at gmail.com. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Let me know and join me next time on another episode of Legendary Truths.